You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Hello and welcome back to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and on the line today we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprott. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, good morning, Jeff. I'm fine. Lots to talk about. So, Eric, firstly, let's take a look at the economy. We can see there are a number of economic reports released as far as non-farm payroll reports. What are your thoughts on these reports and likewise the overall look in the economy, Eric? Well, they ostensibly reported a strong number, which is kind of odd considering that unemployment claims are going up and the job layoffs being announced are uh, quite severe. But, you know, Jeff, even before I saw the number this morning, I thought, you know, I should make the theme of this discussion. Why do they lie? And I just believe everything that uh, we are fed is a lie. I believe that that inflation is a lie. Everybody who lives knows that if you're American, your health care costs are exploding, your educational costs are exploding, your food costs are going up. I mean, there's just no way that inflation is anywhere near uh, 2%, but they lie. The whole employment number, even today's number, I don't believe it for one second. They have these crazy models where they put in a bunch of uh, jaws because of theoretically the birth death model, but yet the participation rate keeps going down at a record low. So I, I just can't believe there's any jobs going on. I mean, for example, we see that trucking is weak, car loadings are weak, industrial production was down 1%. The Consumer Comfort Index uh, went down. So why do they lie? And they lie because the system is weak. They want everyone to think it's not weak so that they can keep stocks up and keep the bond markets quiescent. Uh, but it's all just one big lie as far as I'm concerned. There is no way that there's any economic recovery going on. Every time we start the year at 3.5, we end the year at like 1.5, which is not enough for anyone to accomplish anything. Personal income has been weak all year. There's just no recovery. And I think the message that people should receive is to not believe the numbers being put out by government agencies because they want it to look good. Everybody wants everything to look good on their watch. They haven't really dealt with any of the issues, the huge uh, debt issues, the fact that debt exploded when they finally put the limit in. They they lie about the budget deficit. They say it's uh, like the number was 490, but it's probably way beyond that because of the crazy accounting rules they have. They lie about how much money they're making on Fannie and Freddie when the regulator comes in and says, oh my God, they're probably going to need more capital, just uh, announced a couple of days ago. There's just so much fraudulent notices out there that people should learn not to believe it. Things are not going well. The average person is doing very poorly. Probably the best thing you can look at is a consumer comfort. It just keeps going down and it's a week-to-week measure and it's at its weakest. So don't buy into the uh, propaganda. So, Eric, let's take a look at what's happening over in India. I mean, we've talked about this in the past. I know we've covered this in our news section here at Sprout Money as well, too. But Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi has finally unveiled his gold monetization scheme. And likewise, the country's first ever sovereign gold coins. So, Eric, what are your thoughts in terms of the measures that he's taking? Do you think this scheme will actually work in reducing India's account deficit? And likewise, how do you think the Indian people are going to react to all of this? I don't pretend to be an expert on India, but... Most of the people that talk about this scheme realize that people aren't going to do it. They don't trust the government. They don't trust the banking system. And that's why they're huge owners of gold over there. And in fact, you know, when you think of the last 15 years when gold was 260, now it's uh, 1100. The Indians, by any stretch of the imagination, have done better than anybody else because their gold's up by 400%. 
And it's, at one point, it was up 700%. So I don't think the Indians will get conned into putting their money in a bank and earning some, whatever the rate was, 2.5%, when they realize that now you've got to take on the whole risk of the banking system. You know that gold's going to be sold. I had a belief that the Indians are working in concert with the uh, with sort of the gold cartel to try to limit Indian gold purchases. They brought up those ridiculous rules back in 14 when they made it almost impossible for people to import gold because they needed the gold somewhere else in the world because there is a shortage of gold. So I don't think that people in India are going to go for it. Uh, the demand for gold has remained strong in India. It's going to be approaching 1,000 tons. Of course, the demand in China is very strong as well. I've always believed there's a shortage of gold. Uh, one of the interesting data points that I saw this week was that apparently uh, the U.K. exported 124 tons of gold. Well, the U.K. doesn't produce any gold. So where's this gold? And 124 tons, we only mine something like 230 tons a month, and somehow 124 tons was exported to England for re-export to either China or Switzerland, which then goes to China. I mean, the Chinese demand is unbelievable. We've seen some strange things going on in the GLD, where yesterday, for example, 15 tons came out of the GLD. Now, when 15 tons comes out, the 15 tons is sold. So there was a buyer of those 15 tons, and I would argue that there's lots of buyers of physical gold. In fact, one of the things I hope happens is that this new ABX exchange, which is being worked on, which would only trade in uh, physical metal, will put the uh, the COMEX out of business. As you know, there's been lots of discussion this week. I think we have all of five tons of gold sitting in the COMEX, and, and the claims are about 290 times that that five tons, so there's about 1,500 tons of people who are long gold contracts, and there's only five tons in the uh, in the registered category. So something's going to give there. You can see these shenanigans going on in the market where we had this huge buying uh, throughout September, and every ounce that was bought was sold by the commercials, and now, of course, they're just knocking it down because they're playing this rope-a-dope with the with the hedge funds and so on, where they, they suck them all in and then they sell it back down again. I We now have the price below 1100 I think that's going to bring in substantial buying um, in, in Asia. And I think that the, it will further stress the physical market, which is already stressed. And uh, so I'm kind of optimistic that uh, with, with what's gone on in the COMEX, that it's going to drive people back into the precious metals. And, of course, the vulnerability of these fraudsters on COMEX is that the physical demand exceeds the supply, we get a failure, and the whole gig is up. So I still am a huge believer in gold. Everything I see tells me to believe it. If you believe that we're in a fiat Ponzi scheme, which I fully subscribe to, you still got to stay with gold. So we'll see uh, how far they want to take it down, but I rest assured uh, for your listeners, that if it goes much lower, there's going to be a lot of buying coming in here because, you know, Russia's buying, China's buying, Indians are buying, and this is the kind of level where they're going to step in here. And I just hope that this physical shortage then is it, it manifests itself that much sooner in the markets that we look at. So we stand ready to watch the evidence pile in in terms of the continuation of the physical buying. Well, Eric, as usual, we always appreciate your insight here on the weekly wrap-up, and we look forward to speaking in two weeks to come, sir. Thank you for joining us today. All the best, Jeff. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for the weekly wrap-up here on Sprott Money News. Have a great weekend.